Welcome to this week's edition of For the Love of the Frame. My name's Tim, and sitting to my left, he just emerged from his soundproof chamber. Ian. Yep. You don't want to know what I was doing in there. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're right. <Wow. laughs> you are absolutely right. I was recording my new EP. <laughs> oh, I thought you were having a baby. <laughs> no. Nope. Do you even know what movie we're doing? Yeah. <laughs> He's really freestyling like, it tonight. Yeah, this I'm is just, little podcasting just, 101, just you know, some playful there. banter where we kind of talk about the movie in a little intro way. Well, I but, can't say I was having a baby. <laughs> Nobody's going to believe that. Yeah. Oh, he might. I don't know. Anyway, also with us is the man who needs no soundproof barriers, Aaron. Yeah, everyone should hear what I'm saying. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I never want to be soundproof. <laughs> I guess I was thinking more in like the, the, the global sense of like all the soundproofing they've done in their house and not necessarily limited to having a baby. <laughs> it's like a... I don't like all the sand on yeah, the yeah, like yeah, all, yeah. all the stuff yeah. that they do. All the yeah. stuff meant to like dead and sound. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was impressive. Yeah, actually, all the sand, I was like, how did they... I'm into, like, movies like this that have, like, a world. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. I really get into it and, like, thinking about, like, oh, how would they have thought of that? And when yeah. did they do that? And I I'm ready to spend at least half this episode <laughs> picking apart and examining and all those things. Because that's, to me, what yeah. makes this... Uh, I guess I should say, as if people don't know, we're, we're here to discuss, <laughs> is it 2018? 2018's uh, A Quiet Place, um, directed by Mr. Jim Halpert himself, John Krasinski. Uh, he's the co-writer too. I think uh, two other guys whose names I didn't write down <laughs> they <laughs> basically came up with it and then Krasinski swooped in, made a few edits, and got a co-writing uh, credit. So good for him. Good on no, him. But they're not in the office. So the we don't office. care about them. Uh, um, yeah. And so this film, and, and honestly, this is really where I was hoping to jump off on. Um, it's not just a clever name. Uh, it really, probably its most distinctive feature is how um, prominent the, the lack of dialogue is uh, in the movie. I remember reading somewhere, it's, shoot, I'm just making up a number now. It's a ridiculously low, it's something like 100 lines of dialogue total or, or something. Yeah, because there really aren't that many There's very, very, very little spoken yeah. actual dialogue. Which gives this just a very different feel. Um, yeah. Like, do you remember the first time you saw this, Ian? Uh, I do remember the first time I saw this. It was about a week ago. Okay. Well, then, well that's no fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was whenever I first saw this movie. Did you see it alone? Actually, I did not. I okay. did not watch it by myself. Okay. It's too scared. <laughs> He had to FaceTime his so family. I, yeah. I strategically did not watch it by myself. Did you put him on mute whenever? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whenever the monsters were. I did, I will say this movie wasn't as 
Well, I, I guess I didn't really have that many expectations, but it is less like even jump scary than I expected it mm. to be. It's really not that. Uh, oh, it's not someone's all curled up. <laughs> <laughs> a little baby's all curled up. Just felt like I needed to say that. <laughs> Did you go to sleep with not the light on after all. that? Or? <laughs> nope. Slept <laughs> fine. <laughs> How about you, Aaron? I think I might have seen this with you. I, I know you really liked it, and I don't think I had seen it um, before that. But uh-huh. we watched at your house and. Uh, I remember really enjoying it. Um, I like, I think I didn't initially see it cause I, I just couldn't imagine Jim like in a, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't, w- was this before all that kind of, uh, what's the show he's doing? The Ryan, uh, the Jack uh, Ryan, Jack Ryan. This is before that. He, yeah, he was getting ready to do bit. that. Yeah. He had done, um, he, one of those Navy SEAL movies, yeah, like 13 hours or, or something I think like right. that. I think it is 13 hours. So yeah. he, he plays like a buff okay. army guy. I hadn't seen yeah. that either. Yeah. I, I just think I hadn't seen him in anything serious sure. and I had a trouble like envisioning it. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see. Um, I was listening to this interview with, I just totally blanked, uh, Patrick Stewart. And he's talking about he, the first movie he ever did was with Marlon Brando on the waterfront. And he said, Brando tells him, you know, the key to acting is to remember that the, the camera captures your thoughts. So you don't have to actually do as much as you think you have to do. You don't actually have to say as much as you think you have to say. A lot of acting is just thinking and watching the office and Jim, like he is the king of like the facial expressions yeah. and looking at the camera. That's true. And it's interesting how this is like a very different genre than that, but that skill that he has of being able to, you just know what he's thinking. You, you can tell what, how he's feeling. Um, he's good at it. No, it's, I'm like smiling to myself because almost word for word, it was like my wife's exact observation <laughs> when we watched this like a week or two ago. <laughs> Uh, and I actually remember reading something about the, the making of The Office. And when they were casting that show, they put a disproportionate amount of emphasis on the character or the, the actor's ability to convey non-verbally like reactions and mm. show what they're thinking. Like think Pam, right? And like the yeah. Jim and Pam dynamic in that show is almost right. all glances and mm. looks. And, it's and amazing. It's just yeah. The, yeah. And they're both really, really good at yep. it. Um, and I had never thought about that in the context of this movie, um, but it makes total, once that like, got yeah. spoken out and mm. I started thinking about it, it's just like, it made a perfect sense. He, he really is like as odd as it feels at first, like, <laughs> right. wait, what, you know, right. this guy as a serious actor in a movie, like it just, I had the same reaction at first, but for a movie that doesn't, that, that, that doesn't rely on words or spoken words, you really need that quality. And he brings it, I think. Yeah. And it's because a lot of people who do something like the office, like it's hard for them to, do other things yes. once, once they mm-hmm. become so associated with just a certain project. And, um, it's, I'm trying to think of other examples I can't off the top of my head, but to see him kind of take what he was good at from that, but then like use it in a different way uh-huh. is kind of neat. And I can't, I don't know, like I said, I'm not off the top of my head anyway. I can't, it's kind of be like, we've talked about Jack Black several times. If he was able to take that physical thing that he does and use it in a different way that we didn't anticipate. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that uh, John Krasinski is doing. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of, uh, we were talking about Woody Harrelson yeah. and the Zombieland thing. Mm-hmm. Like when yeah. he was in Cheers, um, I mean, Ian's 
This was a show back in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, I think I watched one episode of that. Oh my god, I, I love Cheers. That, that's, that's one of that's my all-time all favorites. Okay, yeah, yep. but he he plays like a wide-eyed kind of naive, you know, yeah. just kind of character. Um, in a lot of those, like he wouldn't typecast as that at yeah. all. I mean, he's a very versatile actor, but a lot of those qualities that made him like uh, an important part of Cheers, I think he was able to repurpose and, and use in yeah. other roles. Well, comedy in, I don't know if we're calling this horror, but that kind of like, they have that shared element where they're about like creating as much tension as possible mm -hmm before you break it. And in comedy, it's in a, it's for humorous effect and it's to mm -hmm. get a laugh. But in this kind of like horror, just trying to build tension, it, it is trying to stretch it to the limit and, and then break it right at the right moment mm -hmm. to yeah. surprise you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's, that's well said. And the reason why I was even asking Ian if he saw it alone or not, like, I saw this in the theater. Mm. I vividly remember this is what's one of those movies. It's such a, it was such a unique movie going experience. And I understand like in a movie theater, your people are supposed to be quiet anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but just the way everyone like was puckered, mm. <laughs> like usually there's like the, you know, sipping a drink or the jostling of popcorn or like, during like some of the more intense mm -hmm. parts of this movie, it was like silent mm -hmm. in a yeah, way that, that like, pretty cool. and so I, when, what Aaron you're describing, like I was very observant because it wasn't just you, it was your whole family, uh, mm -hmm. like your wife, your kids. And yeah. all, so it was like yeah, eight of right. us or so in, yeah. in the house. Um, actually, I think my youngest, Bill, <laughs> he, had a, he had a block on this movie until very recently, but the point is younger, older, like a whole spectrum. Of, and there were just parts where it's just, yeah, it's not just the talking, it's those involuntary, like you're watching it and you're seeing all the care the characters are doing, all the unique ways that they're muffling sound. And it's just, it's like osmosis. It just seeps into mm. your viewing experience and you as the audience start like, just all the little things like you, you're not creaking in your chair or you're not cracking your knuckles every mm. now and then, or just all the little mm -hmm. things we do that makes sound. It, it's just, it has this transformative effect. Um, like, and every time I watch it, I'm like, look for that mm. dynamic mm -hmm. because mm. I, I think it says something about that immersive experience and part of the, the power of film even. Yeah. That is one thing that I was noticing while watching this. It is very immersive and it really draws out how important sound is yes. to humans. Like, and talking specifically, but just sounds in general and how much of the world, like, cause you get so much information from hearing, but it's, I think it's not like, we don't always recognize that it's just, it's just happens. And so mm -hmm. we kind of do it subconsciously. But whenever it's all toned down the way that it is in this movie, it really makes you think about it more. And it is, it, it draws you into that world. And it like, and it, like you were talking, Aaron, it makes you think about like, what would a world be like if I had to live mm. in a world where I couldn't make noise or I couldn't, you know, if the sounds were dangerous, like how would I actually do that? And that's pretty fun. I mean, that, that was, was part of what made this movie interesting. We, we had that discussion after watching this in my family of, who would last the longest <laughs> and in what order would we die? Who's the first to go? <laughs> My youngest would last 90 <laughs> seconds. It would not even be. And then my wife would uh, maybe last five minutes. 
And then I think my oldest and I could maybe hang <laughs> yeah, out for like a couple weeks. for a while, yeah. <laughs> I think we all agreed that I, I would definitely last the longest. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that, that's what I would have said too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like a movie scene where Ian is, he's doing his best to be quiet. And then like a... <laughs> a poster of some obscure old book flashes up and he's like, he's like trying to hold in all his thoughts and opinions and just I like sweat it. pouring yeah. down his face. I like the idea of the monsters having like provocative signs. They're like, Emma Watson is a great actress. And I'm just like, mm. they just scatter Russian books around yeah. the, around it's the streets. Like a traumatic reading a Kierkegaard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kierkegaard passages. They're misquoting them. It's like, we got to smoke this one out. We know you're out there somewhere. Twilight is high literature. Yeah, there's there's too many. There's there's so many. There's so many ways they could get me. (laughs) Way too vulnerable. They knew my weaknesses. So, um... I'm curious, you know, it, once the movie like sets this kind of feel, what, what are some of the things that like stick out to you or just, you know, some of the creative ways they hammer home through like scenery and through just some of the characters actions, uh, that's like amplifying this notion of like just how, how high stakes sound making is. Like you, you mentioned earlier, like the, the sand path. Like I, I wouldn't think of that. Right? Right. That's part of what you're like, why is there the sand? And then it's just like, it's interesting to, okay. You know, you, you have to sit on that and the, the movie slowly reveals it and you see the path and it starts to click. Like it's kind of a example of show don't tell, right? Yeah. They didn't have to explain it. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's ever walked on a beach, you're like, that's smart. Yeah, like, you, makes sense. You know. Yeah, I think that's what... Um when I, when I was thinking about like, how long would I last? Like the, the level of organization that they yeah. have in their life. I'm like, that's not me. Like, I think I could go without talking in like pretty easily, <laughs> but they're so organized. And I think that like, when you see the level of detail, the way that they're planning to have their baby in this like soundproofed basement and um, like this, this, like alarm system they have set up with red lights mm-hmm. when they, they hit the red lights yeah, on. Yeah, that was cool. Just um, different ways that they've organized uh, to dampen sound in the world, but also to communicate with each other. Um, I think that's that's part of what at least draws me in, just the, the level of detail and organization that's shown that they have in their life is, um, it's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. <clears throat> and like like the sand, like they all walk around without any shoes on. They're all barefoot all the time. And then I did think the lights were really interesting too, just like how you can use other senses uh, in ways that aren't dangerous. So like I thought it was really interesting whenever he goes up on top of the silo and he lights the fire and then you can see these other fires that are out there. So there's like other people or other homesteads or something out there which is that just kind of, that was another thing they didn't really build that out very much, but it was interesting to think about like all these different people doing like surviving in different ways. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just thought that was interesting that like different people are kind of figuring it out, but like using light as a means of like information too, like with the red lights, 
Uh, yeah, it's just, it's interesting to think about all the different ways you'd have to change the way that you communicate and the way that you think and like almost see the world. Um, but then it was, some of it, I felt like they were a little, yeah, I, it was interesting, like seeing them, it felt like they were in this like halfway, uh, time where they had been there, they'd kind of figured some things out, but then it's like, well, why don't you just soundproof your entire house? You know, <laughs> like, why isn't that like. But then some of it is like, well, I think it's only, it was like a couple years or like a few years, something like that. It's like 18 months or something. Yeah, Yeah. something like that. So they had like time to do some stuff, but then not time to do everything. So that was kind of interesting just to see like what they were prioritizing and the things that they hadn't done yet. Yeah, no, I I knew we'd get here eventually. And I'm here for this conversation. Yeah, there are a lot of... I think it's part of the fun of the movie. Like usually I, I don't, you know, it's like you can nitpick anything. It's fiction, like get yeah. over it. But I, I think it's part of the fun <laughs> of this movie. And more than anything, I kind of want to examine some of the parenting choices here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like having, you know, Aaron and I, we, we, we've raised our kids out of the toddler stage the idea of having a toddler in that environment yeah, is just oh, like, this, yeah. I would just try to give him a humane death at some right. point. There's just no, you know. Yeah. But if I was in a, a toy store or a drug or whatever, <laughs> like, forget the aliens, forget anything. Like, if I'm walking in a line, you don't have the three-year-old as the caboose. Yeah. That's yeah. just bad parenting. Yeah. yeah. Regardless if there's hypersensitive hearing <laughs> monsters around, like you, you have a parent in the front or, or like uh, at no point is the three-year-old like <laughs> behind everyone's, yeah. yeah, bringing up the rear. Um, I just kind of, you know. Yeah, I, I, that's fair. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I just feel like with the, the high stakes, if you're going so far as to import sand from who knows where, but to lay yeah. that track down, no to way. walk, and yeah. to, you're doing all that work. Maybe hold the kid. And then they just <laughs> walk out of the store and just leave him in the tunnel. Like, he's probably fine. Yeah, and it seems like he probably won't when make it any first noise. starts, it seems like he's like in an aisle by himself. Like, yes, yeah, oh yeah. And he almost he like tries to pull, falls. Yeah, and, and like the girl grabs, grabs it. it. Yeah. And so you're just like, you know, again. In everyday life, maybe don't leave the kid alone right. to grab things off the shelf. That's just probably like yeah. manners, you know, and in right. respecting, you know, kind of the shopkeeper. Yeah. Um, but when all your lives depend on yeah. silence, it's probably not a good idea to let the it, toddler wonder the right. store. Right. And I understand, you know, the, the kid's like three. Um, I actually went back and checked the grapes. <laughs> He's three and a half. Okay. Or, wait, I, I'm saying that wrong. I think. I actually did check, but it's been two weeks. So I forgot. <laughs> you might be four. Okay. Um, but even allowing for that age, I kind of was expecting a little higher degree. Of, you know, I, th- I think if a kid's been hammered and, and just, you know, we live in this really unique time where you have to be quiet all the time, yeah. maybe a little more degree of responsibility, even at four, considering the age, you know, I, I kind of. I, yeah. He kind of brought it on himself. He has it coming, is what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm a little sympathetic, (laughs) but you know, they did remove the batteries. Yeah, you know, like I I feel like my kids, maybe to this day, (laughs) certainly to like age ten, I don't know that they could have put the batteries back in themselves. (laughs) I know I'm the one they have to go to and do that. (laughs) I just, you know. At some point, did the batteries run out? It's just a lot of these. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, yeah, my batteries don't last very long. I know that. <laughs> every time I don't use batteries very much, and then every yeah. time I try to go get them, we've got it, that stuff on them. I was wondering, because at one point they say that there's four of them in the area. Now, Wait, I thought know. it was three. Was it three? I think it's only on the board. On the little white board. Okay, yeah, maybe it's three. only three, yeah. Okay. Um, one, why think- the newspaper? Like, people don't read newspapers right now. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. But these crazy hearing sensitive, whatever, killing anything that moves, aliens come, and they still print the newspaper, (laughs) deliver it. Somehow, Jim Halper gets it. Yeah. And then puts it up. And then it's like... I kind of yeah, think that, know. you know, maybe, maybe the website or maybe like a screenshot on an iPad. I feel like or, the yeah. newspaper's one of the first things you <laughs> <Yes>. go. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I like to imagine a kid on a bike just like riding for his life. Every time he throws <laughs> and the newspaper lands, another monster just runs at the house. Yeah. Like, I was like, how did this happen like, at all? Why not, why not still have a little sense. guy with like a hot dog cart who just goes, <laughs> he still goes to work every day. Just <laughs> yeah. Quietly sells hot dogs yeah. on the side of the street. Like if we're going to still be printing newspapers. Yeah. Yeah. The newspapers did not seem very practical. <laughs> that was jarring to me where some of the things yeah. just like bring me into the world. That was just like, wait a minute, like newspapers. Yeah. Really? And he had a lot of them. It was like the New York times. Right. Like, I mean, it was like for a while. It was, it was national level stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like they were, their production lines had not been messed up. Apparently. Yeah, because it seems to me the the conveyance of information would be severely limited <laughs> in, in this world. Yeah, you would think. But so if there's three in the area, right? Which again, how that got scouted out and known right. and, yeah, and disseminated, never, yeah. I, I don't and then know. Printed yeah. and then <laughs> delivered. <laughs> I like to think that the paper boy just died a heroic death. Yeah, it's just that's like, it, hey, yeah. this is my part to play. At least he died doing what he loved. <laughs> yeah. It's like a newspaperman silently at HR like, where's my paycheck? I haven't been paid in two months. <laughs> he writes it on the newspaper. <laughs> newspaperman hasn't been news. paid in two months. Yeah. <laughs> But what about the animals? Like yeah. animals make noise. Well, that's yeah. Like it shows that one raccoon getting killed, but then it's like, how did how did it ever survive? But animals to are be this dumb. old. Yeah. Yeah. Animals like, don't know. Oh, any... there's a crazy killer alien on the loose yeah. that kills anything that makes sound. So, like like we've pretty definitively as humanity. Like at least as cows or like like they don't know how to fight back. Right. Like, they haven't yeah. like, evolved defenses. They, like, much, they just keep yeah. going, right? I think we've read that out of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I, the number of noises per like second in like woods in, in right. Yeah. They paint the picture of them being that like they're playing like Monopoly or something, mm-hmm. right. whatever the board game, and they have to like. Yeah, the, they the like, dice have to be covered or and whatever. Yeah, and like all the, I think like all the hotels and like houses yeah. are different. Like they're not the clickety clackety plastic. Great texture, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, like it emphasizes cool. just how detailed. Like I, I love that 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 detail, but it leads me to think like if you have to be that paranoid or you know they're worried about like whispers or when he knocks over the flame and right. they're like putting it out and they're like oh my god you know and they're waiting 
and the one that's on the roof and they're, you know, freaking yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the level of a sensitivity that's been established. Right. You're telling me that that raccoon walking around or that deer out there or that chipmunk or, I mean, yeah. I can't even sleep half the nights because there's some <laughs> frog or bug or cricket. At least something would eat this. It's like those three aliens who have must be like, like, Santa on Christmas Eve just yeah, kept bouncing around. Yeah, why, no, why are they so hungry? Yeah. They, yeah. Are they yeah. killing for fun? Is this sport? Yeah, it really doesn't like, yeah. I guess I haven't seen the second one. Have you guys seen that? I have. Yeah, I that was, it's, it's like uh, a prequel, right? My, my, my older son, this was his like, I'm a big kid now movie. Mm-hmm. This is like what made him like in his mind make a leap. And so when the second one came out, it was like the first post-COVID movie. And he and I went, mm. and it was when it came out. And I actually really, it, it builds out the I've world heard, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets more into the, like, dystopian, uh-huh. like, oh, okay. people are also bad. Like, what this does to people. Gotcha. Um, okay. Almost like in a Last of Us sense. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, kind of a zombie. Does it explain where they come from? Where the monsters come from? Okay. I think. Okay. Are they aliens, or are they, like, monsters? They're, They're aliens. aliens. They okay. came from outer space. Yeah. Okay. Classic. Um, yeah, Classic. That was one thing you were kind of touching on this. The kid, there's three of them in the area. Like, I don't know how big the area is. And then the kid (laughs) pushes the button and within like 10 seconds, I mean, I think it's less than 10 seconds. Way less than that, yeah. It's like, he's gone. So I'm like, how? Krasinski couldn't go from the beginning of the line to the end of the line before he gets snatched. Yeah. And so like that measure of time, Wherever that it's you know, all right, it's like yeah. that close, and then Holmes on in on him, and it, yeah, it, that was kind of like okay, I don't really see. So my thing is, <laughs> if this is the the hand we've been dealt as as humanity here, yeah. why not go all out all the time and wear like right. earplugs, right? Because they they show like with the waterfall, the waterfall. like they can yes. talk yeah. at a so normal decibel yeah, level. Yeah. Yeah. And if they are that sensitive, just yeah. blare music just all the time. That's what, okay. that's what, like, that's that's less what was going to be my, yeah. yeah. That was going to be my first thing I would do whenever I did this. I would just have a tower set up, yeah. throw some speakers up there, just play those whenever I want to do something. Then you could sneak up on them and kill them. Right, yeah. Because they would, yeah, they would all get attracted to the sound. Right, and they wouldn't. Right, and that, that would be a hardship. Like, no one likes yeah. blaring. That's what they right. do for torture. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know, terrorists or whatever. But, like, put in the earplugs when you want to break and then have, like, signals or something if you need to communicate. Yeah. Or, you know, or, you know, it seems like that would be the yeah. preferable way. And I'm That's wondering I how think. they all agreed as humanity or as a town or whatever to sort of, like, nah, we're, we're doing the silent thing. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't make any... Maybe once the newspapers got cut off, they couldn't <laughs> they couldn't communicate anymore. So they're just like, well, I guess we'll be quiet. It would make for a way worse movie. I would yeah. gladly. <laughs> it wouldn't <laughs> like the entire viewing experience would be. It would be like any daycare or, or like yeah. any any childcare. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I was thinking that would make a lot more sense. I, my personal, like, love-hate moment, and this ranks right up there with Home Alone. <laughs> the barefoot yep. on the nail. Yep. Oh, that is, yep. yeah. That is, like, is upper echelon. You will always get me to score. Oh, but yeah. you layer that in with the inability to, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. That's bad. stroke a genius. Yeah. 
Stroke of genius. Now, the plausibility of a nail coming up because it's getting pulled on by a laundry sack. Right. Yeah, that that's a little, yeah. And it also underscores, like, the complete unavoidability of making noise in this light. Yeah, that's the other, uh, yeah. <laughs> they're like, in this, like. Stuff happens in life. If, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and also just, they're literally in, like this old wooden <laughs> farmhouse. You can't walk around an old wooden farmhouse without making a kind of house. <laughs> it literally is the noisiest kind of house. Like if you've ever tried to like go to the bathroom or something at night in a house like that, yeah. it's like you're making so much noise. There's no way that those boards aren't creaking. Like it, it is the worst place to live in a situation like this. And yet there they are. That's true. It's like, Ever think of caves or yeah, right, yeah, something or, underground? Yeah, yeah. It's like there's nobody alive. You could go, they could go anywhere. They could live in a skyscraper. Build something by that's the waterfall. True. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, right. yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That, <laughs> the whole waterfall thing too is like, yeah. the way he's like yelling, like you right. can still hear, right. unless it's a really giant waterfall. It didn't seem like that big of a waterfall. No, it's more like the frequencies too. Like it'll block out some, but if you're, right. I don't know. But, one, he had to figure that out at some point. Right. right? That, yeah. That's a big gap. Yeah. Like, you're just risk. like, you know what? Right. Yeah. Because presumably he was alone. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Right. But two, wouldn't you like share that information or like have uh, like the whole family come out and maybe yeah. you can like. This is where we can talk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's just this like closely guarded secret. He's like, I'm not telling them about this. <laughs> Or maybe tell the kid on the way out there, like, hey, we're going to go to this place. You know, we're, we're going to be able to, t you know, write it out or whatever. It just felt like a... Yeah, it was kind of weird. Maybe dad needed some place to let <laughs> off some steam. To go shout? Yeah, 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 yeah shout. just go out there and yell. <laughs> yeah. I think I got it out of my system. It, there's a lot. Yeah, there's, yeah. But it, it is it is interesting. I mean, despite all of that, it does create a very interesting world. Yes. Even though you can kind of poke holes in all the stuff that they're doing, it is it is still fun to imagine it. I agree. That's why I say it with affection. <laughs> yeah. Like it, to me, it's not, sometimes people get hypercritical and it like drains the fun out of the movie. This is just almost going along with what the movie's inviting you to do of yeah. brainstorm just how unique of a situation this is just how monumentally difficult um you know and kudos to them for getting right back you know you traumatically lose a child in this completely yeah. adverse way of living and they go ahead and like you know what we're good for it we're, we're gonna yeah. Yeah. <laughs> learn some one. lessons yeah. <laughs> we're gonna go back to the drawing board yeah you know we're, we're gonna <laughs> Have so, like give birth in the middle of yeah like, that was that's not even a moving bold. to the waterfall the waterfall yeah, no, is yeah, the perfect not place even, yeah. there's water births you know yeah. we, we can really you know yeah but with that being the problem like it's kind of an ingenious you know you get the oxygen you get the yeah. you know the thing it, it was I I appreciated the yeah they, the they problem were, solving they were trying something they were. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, it works, right? Yeah, like, that I, part yeah. of it. I think so. But then I didn't really understand that part, actually, where the water was coming from and then why the monster got down there, too. I, was, I, I, I kind of missed that. Like, I don't well, really. Because I was thinking, like, we have the waterfall in the woods, which seems to block out all that sound. But yeah. then the water in the house making right. all that commotion didn't, like. It seemed like it attracted the. Is it like. 
Maybe echo they location know. can it like tell like if the water's flowing in a direction? Well, maybe uh, they just kind of know. Maybe they're like, oh, that's a waterfall. <laughs> I hear that all the time. But then this water uh, over here, I don't hear. So this maybe, is busted pipes. Yeah, that's a busted yeah. pipe sound. <laughs> How did the pipe get busted? I did, I missed that. Did you guys? I don't remember. I don't know. I did. I like really didn't. It just at a certain point, it was like everything was going. Well, I guess the kid died. After that, everything's that going bad. pretty well. And then all of a sudden, it's like, everything's going horribly. <laughs> Things Which are honestly, going given very this, poorly. The, the, the baseline, that seems like an everyday occurrence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a tenuous existence. Yeah, yeah it is. Bad it is. Quickly. Yeah. I don't remember, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I can't I remember. Because I, I remember I thought it was the bathtub overflowing, but it wasn't that. No, it was something else. Right. Yeah, it was something else. That was, I would say, that, that was, that's a good scene. It's, it's just, a great scene. Yeah, it's, that's, and she did that on her first take. I really? was reading about that. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's a one-take scene. She Dang. just knocked it out, and and they were like, all right, that's it. That, yeah, that's a, that's, yeah, it's a scary scene. Do you think anything's added? Uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are married in real life. Uh, hmm. Do you think that brought that anything actually. to... I thought about that a lot. Um, I don't know, because I tend to... I feel like I tend to buy couples in movies. Like, I mm-hmm. think actors, it's... it's um, yeah, it's kind of a baseline skill. It's kind of a baseline yeah. skill uh, to be able to portray a relationship with someone else. So... Um, I don't know. I, I think more than anything, I just thought like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't follow like celebrities that closely, but it just kind of made me like, like their relationship and kind of like root for them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I hope they genuinely have a good relationship and they <laughs> last a long time. Like, I think that movie goes out of its way to establish a certain like wholesomeness. Yeah. Like, maybe that's what it yeah. is. It's a very put my finger on. stark existence, right? Yeah. Like think how stressed out you'd be like, you know, just right. put your disbelief down for a second. Like any moment could be total calamity, mm, right? right? Like that kind of, it, it would drain you at some point, just the, the stress and the anxiety and the fear. Like, and they show like these tender moments where they share the earbuds mm-hmm. and they dance yeah. or, or even like having a baby and, and planning it and not even seeing it as like this burden, but you know, just embracing right. it. And then like really keeping like playing family games. And mm-hmm. uh, there's the scene, you know, she's homeschooling her kids. Oh like yeah. A good homeschool yep. mom. Uh-huh. I know Ian would like that. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like it's teaching great. them and, and correcting, yeah. you know, but like in a really mm-hmm. adverse, you know, she can't, Verbally, but she's, you know, like trying to treat it like normal life as much as possible. And I, I do think it, it gives that wholesome quality that does make you want to root for them. Like they're making the best with what mm-hmm. they have. And that's really almost in a admirable. Because I, I know like if I was there, I'd probably just almost like curl up and just be like, what's the point? What's the point in trying? It's so impossible seeming, mm-hmm. but they're not yeah, focused on so the impossibility hard, of yeah. it. They're focused, they're guarding and that there's, you know, there's the lights, there's all these systems that like, they care a lot, but they're not like imprisoned to it. They, they still take time to enjoy each other's company. And that. It's, it's an interesting, um, to me anyway, it was an interesting note to play because it's real dramatic and very Hollywood to like play up 
the right. desperation, the play up, the high stakes. Yeah. And it, it's kind of a, a little bit of an unusual choice to lean away from that and let it sort of the natural side effects of that just speak for themselves mm-hmm. and then to play up the softer sides of it, which right. I think makes the movie stand out a little bit and, and to its credit. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I mean, I, I think it has like a touch of reality to it of just that like <clears throat> humans really can adapt to pretty much mm-hmm. anything. And I mean, we've just seen that over, it's like, you can look at any time in history and like, like I was reading a, this is, it was like an essay thing, but there's just, there's always some sort of, there's always the arts, like in, in one way or another, whether it's people just talking about it or like, um, or they're actually creating, um, or like gathering together to create things. There's like humans in a way are very impractical in that we, we're not just solely, set on survival like no matter what the situation is we always bring in like board games or you know mm. whatever there's there's always like games and entertainment mm. and art and cave drawings right why, exactly why are they yeah. doing that why yeah, yeah literally why are, they must have had yeah. way like way more things that they could have been doing <laughs> they're trying to live like yeah. It's, yeah. it's like this they, they, they live those. in a cave <laughs> they're still like oh we should decorate this <laughs> Yeah, and it's really funny, and and because I kind of had the same uh, response as you, Tim. I was like, "Well, this just that seems too hard. Like, if I was in that situation, I would probably just die because it's like I don't even I wouldn't even try." <laughs> but it's like I don't. That's probably not true. I think all of us would yeah. just adapt. We would figure out what we needed to do, how we needed to live, and then yeah, probably it would look a lot like what they do. Which I, I think it does show this like human nature to not just survive or to live, but to attempt to thrive in every situation and, and the adaptability as well. I think it really does put its finger on that pretty well. And, mm-hmm. and it makes you think about like, we, we really are good at surviving, um, but also like every, every aspect of that, not just bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and so it, it actually, all those little things actually seem more realistic. Well, to there's me. a human longing for those things like yeah. what you guys are talking about. And so mm-hmm. like, it helps answer the question of like, if all of life is like pain or, or the possibility of just calamity and there's no joy, there's no laughter, there's no, you know, the things that, you know, make life enjoyable or worth living. If it's just pure, every moment is pregnant with survival and the slightest misstep at any point, you know, if I snore loud and controllably, yeah. um, you know, and so it shows that like, even in these like insanely adverse conditions, you still have to make it like compromise where you have to, you know, build your little insulated walls or, or however, but like at some point you still gotta be human. That's, or you mm-hmm. just, we can't, you, you right, blow yeah. out your adrenal yeah. glands. You, you would just, you, you'd seize up at some point. You'd break down, you'd burn out, you'd give up. Like mm-hmm. the, the one guy who yells, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of by suicide. Um, and just, that was another thing. That's yeah. like, that was the worst timing ever. Yeah. He's going to kill himself by She's yelling. Like, Did you not see the kid? It's literally <laughs> as they're walking right yeah. next to him. It's like, he couldn't wait for like five more minutes. I guess it's the downside when you get really good at being sneaky. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. You can sneak up on true. people. Uh, sorry. What yeah. are you <laughs> Oh, you're saying like get burnt out. Yeah, like, this is, like, really dumb. But sometimes, like, 
especially if I'm like fishing or something. Like, I wonder what it's like to be like a fish, right? Because there's a gazillion of them that are born and then they're the low man on the food chain and everything eats them. And so it's just like you're swimming around and then you just get snapped up. And like, maybe you make it through that day, but then you're going to go through and like, what are the chances, right? And then we know a small percentage of them do because you have big fish swimming around. So some measure of them yeah. make it through, but you take what you start and what you finish. It's like, you don't rationally expect to, right? And there's nothing like a little minnow can do. Like right. they're not going to build a fortress or higher security or whatever. Like you just kind of swim around. Now that and would then, be a good movie. Yeah, at some point movie. you either get God or you don't. And I don't know. These are the things I think about sometimes. <laughs> you just swim around eating until you die. Yeah, right. And that's kind of like what this existence is. Yeah. Unless you say, you know what? I'm going to give up. Because the rational thing would be to separate, right? Like, hmm. like the dad would have a way better chance of surviving if he just <laughs> peel off the wife and kids. That is true. He probably and go would, yeah. be a mountain man somewhere mm -hmm. and provide and do you know, and then like you know the the loud <laughs> and the weak, just oh, they're not meant to survive, right? But he's. If that's his best chance of surviving, he's not prioritizing surviving mm -hmm. as the absolute unquestioned number one. He, right. he is staying with his family, even at greater risk to him. And in this movie, it manifests, right? He sacrificially dies mm -hmm. protecting his family, which if he was the mountain man alone, <laughs> he would not be doing that. But he would never doubt that choice. Mm -hmm. And I think anyone acquainted with like, is life about survival or is life about more is it about the things that make life worth living and i think this movie <laughs> kind of subtly quietly is presenting a case for even in these most adverse conditions possible you still there's a celebration of like the human spirit or the things that make living worthwhile like what's the point of living and being the kind of mountain man who still might die any particular day mm. <laughs> the way that minnow does or whatever if you're going to face that, better to give up some percent chance of survival in order to to stay and to, to, you know, have your wife, have your kids, enjoy those things, even if they're limited or have to be pointed in a different direction. That's a better existence or more. It's worth fighting for. It's worth risking mm -hmm. and, and worth sacrificing for um, in its own way. Yeah, which brings up the question of what are those things yeah. and <clears throat> which, I, yeah, that is really interesting. I hadn't thought about that. In the context of this movie, and then getting to build cool like light signals and mm -hmm. yeah, you know, fireworks <laughs> and yeah, I didn't like how that's they why the they fireworks. didn't do the farmhouse. Yeah. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, how scared are you of drowning in a corn silo? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know there was a possibility. I just saw another movie where that was happening. I couldn't remember Very. where it was. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. And they, yeah, yeah they talked right. about it too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm glad that you. No, because when I saw that in Barry, I immediately <laughs> thought of this movie. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. Okay. Oh, I'm glad you solved that for me. Yeah. Too. See? Thanks. I'm here for you. Yeah. Yep, appreciate it. I try to make life worth living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah. Definitely if we were in that world, I would still do the podcast somehow. <laughs> for some people, it's the wife and kids. For me, it's correcting Ian. <laughs> But if I live on my own, how will I crack in? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right.
Come get me, monster. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's I, no life worth living. I, mean, right. yeah, I can't live without that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, since we're we're here, um, again, this, this isn't the most complex film, which I respect. It's not, it, it is what it is. It's not trying to be anything that it's not. Um, the central, maybe we, we kind of are talking about a little on the margins, the central sort of message or, or what's being examined in this movie is this father-daughter, especially mm-hmm. um, between... I don't know. I'm just going to keep calling him Jim Halpert. Yeah. Uh, they don't, Lee, they don't, is it? Lee. I don't, I don't think they actually. Yeah, I don't think they ever say they, that. I, I, I was reading about had this. Names. They had to go to the script and then okay. they're named in the script. I don't think they're ever named in the movie. Okay, There's okay. any reason you would yeah. know that. Um, but yeah, I do think his name's Lee. Um, but I, I still like Jim Halpert. Yeah. So Jim, Jim Halpert's deaf daughter. Um, she, excuse me, blames herself slash we have some parental <laughs> malpractice there, but you know, if we're being brutally honest, uh, she's old enough to know better. Yeah. I'm just going to say yeah, it. Yeah, she definitely, uh, yeah, yeah. I know you're trying to be the cool older sister and you know, you, you got to do a better job with the batteries. Yeah. That's, little kids are little kids, you know, yeah. maybe slip those batteries in your pocket. That's the other thing. Why not take everything in that drugstore like, on day one? Like yeah. minimize the trips from the yeah. house. <laughs> it's yeah. like a, a Saturday stroll. Like, oh yeah, we need bread and toilet paper. Like, let, let's go down. It's like every to the time store. you leave that house, you especially with all four. Like, maybe leave the kid back home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot, lot, lot of parenting choices here. A lot of parenting choices. Maybe only one of you needs to go. Yeah. yeah maybe yeah. they don't all. Maybe need the quietest to be. one of you. Yeah. The yeah. one. <laughs> maybe on the first day. Snip all the wires of anything that could possibly be loud. I, I you know, just a thought. Um, anyway, it just bubbles up sometimes. You just need to get it out of your system. So we, we have this traumatic death of the baby. We have the daughter blaming herself. We have this, because the movie does just quickly fast forward. It, mm-hmm. It's boom, it happens, which I will say, you watch enough movies the way we do, you see little kid in danger. There's that part of you that's just like, they never killed the kid. Yeah, yeah. no, I, rare. I definitely I was, was thinking that. In the first five minutes of this movie, the little kid gets like <laughs> completely demolished. Yeah, I was, whenever he's running towards him, I was like, huh, I wonder how this is going right. to work out. And then he just gets destroyed. It's one of the more shocking like, oh, whoa. deaths. <laughs> yeah, right? it, it is. It is it, that yeah. almost always doesn't happen that way. Yeah. And so I think that the movie starts off with that note. And I, I do think, I meant to talk about this earlier, like, because they make that choice, it feels like everything else is on the table. Yeah, when you kill a kid, yeah. everything else is on the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, to the movie's credit, and so we have this, and then it jumps, you know, whatever, a couple years ahead. I think, it, yeah, I think it's like a year and a half after the kid. Yeah, I yeah. think that's about right. Yeah. Um, and so you can see there's tension. Some of it's teen angst. That's just normal or, you know, kind of parent teen, you know, I don't know. Um, but part of it is, again, you probably can't talk it out or, you know, and then right. there's the barrier of, of <laughs> deaf and, and speaking and, and, you know, they obviously know sign language and that helps them in this world, <laughs> you know, that made them better equipped for it. 
Um, and so you have this, this scenario where the daughter feels at least somewhat like her dad blames her Mm -hmm. or, you know, and there's some unresolved, you know, just, I don't know if conflict's the right word, but they're just, there's a, a kink in the hose in, in their relationship, um, and how that plays out. And so... I don't know. Like, like, what'd you think of maybe the, the heartbeat of the, of the movie? Yeah, it was interesting to see that. I, I, I think the one thing that struck me about it is that it, it's just funny to see. I mean, I think just miscommunications happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the times you can blame that on just like people being busy and there's always stuff going on and, uh, so it was interesting to think about that in this world where their world is so small. Like they, they obviously are doing stuff. Like you see the dad, like making the trails with the sand. And so there's, there are things that they need to be doing and survival is just, I think takes a lot more time and work in this world. Um, so they obviously need to do that, but it's not like he's like, Oh, you know, time to go down to the bar. Like <laughs> It's not like they have that much other, and they're not watching TV. You know, he can't read, any more newspapers. He already read all of them, I'm assuming, because I don't think there are any more coming. So it's like, they just, their world is very small. So it's interesting to think about, like, just the miscommunications uh, and, and things like that, like those those rifts could occur. I, I think they could. I mean, even in such a small world, mm-hmm. um, like what they have, which I don't know, something about that was interesting to me that it's not necessarily like the time per se. Well, I, I think maybe that's what was interesting is that he seems like he genuinely does care. And it seems like they spend a lot of time together. So I guess I wasn't really sure where exactly the miscommunication was or like how, why she didn't understand that. Um, I mean, I, I guess a lot of it could have just been like her her feelings of guilt that she was projecting, but then it kind of, it seemed like he didn't really make that big of an effort to, I think that's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, do you think he just didn't understand that there's a part where the boy tells him and he's kind of like, Oh, like I never thought of that, which is like, well, it seems like you would have. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't know. The dynamics are interesting. Well, I think, in that kind of uh, stereotypical sort of dad, provider, protector kind of mode, especially when one of your kids, you know, suffers the, the ultimate kind of price there, he just doubles down on, yeah. I have to, you know, he kind of seems like a busybody anyway, or someone who doesn't like to, Yeah, he, even in the, before the aliens came, like wouldn't kicking back and watching a lot of TV or whatever. Like, he just seems, you know, very, you know, the kind of guy who's going to build a, a, a light warning system. Like, yeah. I'd be like <laughs> too much risk. <laughs> like for me, hanging out the Christmas yeah, lights, is, uh, too risky. it takes me all year to summer, the <laughs> summon the, the energy for that. Like, it's just like, I might hit my thumb with the hammer and yell. So we're just going to just stick with the non, you know, we, we don't really need the lights. That's a, that's a want to, not a need to. Um, but you know, so he, he's, uh, he, all the, the warning systems, all the, like he's doing all that mm-hmm. and very, and then he, 
It's an interesting question. Like he has a son who's kind of getting older into his like teen years and they're thinking long-term, right? Like, you know, they're, they had a baby. They're trying to prepare him to one day be able to fend for himself. And so mm-hmm. he's bringing him along, but he's not with her. And I think there's a way where he's looking at her as she's deaf, so more vulnerable. She Mm -hmm. is unaware. You know, uh, that's a pretty big, you know, we use our ears to be able to hear sounds or Mm -hmm. like in that, you could be right next to a sound and instead of taking cover, she would be completely exposed or unaware. And so I think he's trying to solve that problem, which is why he's constantly fiddling with her, um, I think it's not a hearing, whatever. A hearing aid. I'm trying to remember my my sound of metal, <laughs> the mm, cochlear thing, that yeah, called, that, yeah. That, whatever that is, yeah. Um, but you know, he so he's trying to like fix, 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 yeah. fix. That's the yeah, stereotypical yeah, yeah. kind of guy thing. Uh, and mm. she's feeling like, well, I'm older than my brother, and he's trying to prepare my brother to survive and, and to get these skills and, and to sort of grow up, and yet he's not taking me on these things. And, you know, maybe part of that's boy, girl, part of that's, you know, just the, the, the hearing thing, but she's interpreting it primarily through the lens of he's emotionally like I betrayed him or I'm damaged goods Mm -hmm. or, you know, he, he, he didn't want to spend that time with me, which, you know, within the context of the movie that, that feels like a fair, I don't think he's trying to do that. And I don't think she's maybe reading that right. I get why someone in that scenario would feel that way, especially a teenager. And I get why he would be confused and would be honestly horrified if he knew that she felt that. Yeah. Yeah. That does make sense though. I mean, he, I guess he just kind of has a lot going on. And I do think that just for men in general, it does seem like that the default mode is kind of fixed stuff and see the tangible things that you can change and change those and, He's got to build a soundproof baby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a heck of a yeah. problem to solve. Yeah. Does the mom ever seem like she's tuned into that? I don't think like so. I was, of the I was trying to think. I, That's a good question. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember. I don't remember ever feeling like, oh, she can see like how the daughter's struggling or how their relationship is strained, which seems odd to me. There's usually at least yeah. one parent That's who's the like into secret of the movie is she actually is resentful towards her daughter, (laughs) but doesn't want to take the blame for it. So is content to let the daughter express her angst to the dad. All the while she could make that connection for the dad, but she doesn't. She secretly resents her daughter. (laughs) This is a new interpretation. This is good. No, I think you're right though, Aaron. Um, But to the movie's credit, I, I think it's almost good that they don't show that because it'd be really easy for her to have a discussion with her husband. Right. It's harder for the like 12 year old boy to yeah. do that on behalf of his sister, which he does mm-hmm. and, and attempts to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the dad's easy. It's easier to brush off the, <laughs> Oh no, son. Like yeah, that's crazy. There's no way she really <laughs> thinks that when the wife gets that way, it's a lot harder to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to stiff arm that, that one. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I, I think it's a part of what makes the the emotional punch at the end. That dynamic isn't limited to this fictional crazy world of, of supersonic carrying aliens and, and whatever. Like the feeling of, of not 
being understood, of yearning to be mm-hmm. understood, of, you know, misinterpreting past hurts and, and all, and just wanting that moment. Um, I do think it's transcendent. Uh, and I think that is what maybe gives this movie, again, it's not trying to be anything that it's not, you know, it's, it's not the most nuanced thing, but I think it shows the power of good craftsmanship um, because I, I do think, you know, I don't know, maybe Ian's Grinch heart that's <laughs> three sizes too small, but <laughs> I felt something. Whenever. <laughs> yeah, when he like, you know, I actually was reading it. The The script was like, kind of like he was saying, like, I love you. Mm-hmm. And then it was actually the, the actress, the uh, Melissa, whatever. Uh, Melissa Simmons. 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 Um, she suggested that it, the line should be, I have always loved you. Mm-hmm. And it just like, I, I read an interview with Krasinski and he just said, he started crying. Like he thought of his like real life daughters mm-hmm. and just the whole thing and it just broke him. Hmm. And like I really like that 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 slight tweak to the line. I did like that, yeah, because it shows that he understood. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like like any dad in that situation is going to say like I love you when he's mm-hmm. about to go. But I have all, it's acknowledging you doubted that that from the time the youngest one died until you know from that moment on you've doubted that I loved you that I could forgive you, that I blamed you, that somehow I was marked different in your eyes. And that's his way of acknowledging that, understanding her and then doing that. And yeah, I, um, but it's like him reaching back into the past and like changing her perception. You, you'll like this. It reminds me a lot of, um, <laughs> man, I just lost it. The, um, the book we just read. Oh, East of Eden. East of Eden. Uh-huh. The very end of that book mm. with like the, the deathbed, mm-hmm. like kind of abs- absolving yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and how absolutely critical it is yeah. for that child yeah. to be able to go forward. Yeah, it's like yeah, a parting yeah. gift, not mm. just like goodbye, but acknowledging a hurt mm-hmm. and like undoing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It like, makes it way more powerful mm-hmm. in my book. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I, I, I did like that. I liked the the line. It does feel a lot more powerful than just I love you. It, it does. It, there's like, I mean, you kind of unpacked all of it, but there's a lot more to it. And yeah, and I like that it's like kind of reaching back and re- almost retconning all everything. Mm-hmm. And so, and then it, did, it does allow her a path forward in the future. Like she doesn't have to worry about her relationship with her dad. She can know that she was loved even whenever she didn't think that she was. Uh, and then that was in her head. And then moving forward, she doesn't have to imagine that he was mad at her or disappointed in her whenever he died, um, which stuff like that is a big deal. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, even before that, it's kind of interesting because it feels pretty irrational, but uh, the two kids are on top of the, the silo and the boy's like, we'll just stay here. Like that'll find us. Yeah, he'll come yeah. find us. But she's she. You can tell like everything that she's been thinking about has been has it's changed her perception of the relationship because mm-hmm. she's like, oh, he's not gonna come. Like mm-hmm. he's not gonna, and it's broken this trust, even mm-hmm. though it wasn't even really there. And like he's talking, you kind of get the. I think they're like side by side scenes where he's talking to the wife, and she's like, where are they? 
and yeah, he's like, he's yeah. like, I don't know. But the, she kind of says it in a way of like, well, we've talked about this. Like, she's like, well, they'll know, like they'll know mm-hmm. to just stay and wait for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like something that they've set up before. And, and so it is interesting that you see her misinterpreting in this, like this, uh, like incorrect perception of the relationship changes her trust in the dad and then that changes the way that she acts and makes them makes her act in a really like much more dangerous sense because she didn't trust him and i think i mean i, I think you could definitely roll that into gospel applications <laughs> pretty i'm getting goosebumps just well. listening to yeah. you, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, you're talking yourself into a sermon uh, yeah. illustration yeah. right yeah. here <laughs> Uh, don't tempt me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not right now. This podcast isn't that long yet. I'll just stand in the back of the sanctuary signing to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, man. But yeah, I mean, I think there's obvious gospel applications there. Just, I mean, there's all sorts of applications yeah. there. There's all sorts of like father, daughter, or just parent, um, child relationships there. But then, yeah, like ultimately with God, it's, it's easy to just put things on relationships that aren't necessarily true, but that has real world ramifications and it has like very real consequences to doing that whenever you're breaking trust or you, you think you can't trust somebody, even if you can trust them. Yeah, I think I never saw that scene that way. Um, and I like really love the way you broke that down. And I think you should like see that through. <laughs> like, like, like you set it up beautifully, right? You, you have two siblings, mm-hmm. one who in the midst of this, you know, awful ordeal where like the lights are red, everything, right. Mm-hmm. Everything's going wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what they all running fear. All around. Yeah, yeah. It's chaos. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, We've, you know, we've anticipated this. Dad's going to come. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to stay put. His trust is intact. She doubts. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I think we can watch this film. I don't think dad ever really blames her. Like, he's he's no, an adult. I, I he knows. So. Yeah. I don't Crazy stuff happens. Yeah. It, it's yeah. terrible that the batteries were left in, but like, come on. Like she didn't mean it. She didn't, she right. didn't put them in. She just, yeah. it was negligent. It, it was, but well within the realm of like humanity. Mm-hmm. Right. So it would be obnoxious of him to like hold her responsible for the Right. And mm-hmm. if anything, and I think if you were to ask him, he would say, because they, there wasn't there a, a conversation between mom and dad, where like she was having a hard time letting go and she kept going back to it. Remember, didn't she have like a room where she yeah. cries and thinks about it or something? Yeah. And she's just like, like I always hold him. Why didn't, you know, cause they, I think they held the yes. middle son. Yeah, yeah. She, and she was just talking that. about yeah. like why she the in. doubting. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and she says like, I had both my hands were empty. Right. Yeah. And so mom and dad have been able to like process through this mm-hmm. and you know, and there's no anger there's no, there's lamenting and, and you know, the way you would, but you can see there's no division. Everyone feels like I could have done something different that day. But at the end of the day, it's the alien. <laughs> there's this bloodthirsty, hypersensitive aliens. That, like it's just, it's not it's the kind of, right whatever there. crime doesn't fit the, you know, whatever misdeed doesn't, you know, right. That's the real reason why we yeah. are where we are. And so there's no real reason 
for her to actually or believe that, that he doesn't love her or that there is a fracture in her relationship. But the important thing is she believes it. It's not necessarily rational, but it's true to her. And it causes her to doubt his goodness, which causes her to act a different way and react a different way in a way that brings her and her brother into more peril. Right. It's just a great gospel application. There it is. <laughs> it's I like, didn't even think I, about I that you, before I came to the podcast. I want you to just carry <laughs> that thread through because you deserve it. I don't know if I have anything else to say. That seems like it's pretty much all there. No, I just love it. This is why we do this podcast. Yeah. I just, I, I, you know, yeah. that's not like a, a churchy scene or like a Christian movie scene, mm-hmm. but it, no, yeah. the beats that are, are pinning that, that interaction down, it's such a relatable thing because we do. We're all her. Um, right, yeah. At, at various Whatever points of our life. Yeah. <laughs> Melissant or... I always want to say like Maleficent, it's like (laughs) whatever, like evil. It's just like, no, no, it's just like, anyway, I can't say it. It doesn't doesn't roll off my my tongue, but we're all at various ways that, and and so much collateral damage happens because we trust our perception of what our circumstances are or like, I did this, of course God's mad at me, mm-hmm. or I did this, of course I'm not acceptable, or, you know. Yeah, we even, have things that make us feel unlovable. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And she's sympathetic. That's the thing. Like, it's not, she's wrong, but I get how she yeah, got I get there. It. It's yeah. totally natural. Right. Like, you don't, like, oh my gosh, here's a drama queen. Like, <laughs> it was a traumatic <laughs> thing for her, too. Yeah, yeah. And she yeah. did legitimately well, have she a is hand in it. Really, like, in a way, she is to blame. Like, right. that's very true. But they much all have true. something, right? But right. she's not irrational for thinking it yeah. from a certain logical perspective, mm-hmm. but it's still wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's looking at it as like a teen girl in these circumstances. She doesn't know what it's like to be the dad Mm -hmm. looking at his kids or like any parent looking at their kids. Mm -hmm. Like you don't see them that way. You just don't. Like like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's his daughter. He loves her. He would do anything. He would die for her, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, and that never, it would never occur to him that she, that, that that wouldn't be true or that she would think that it's not true. Yeah. And that's what makes it such a, <clears throat> devilish kind of uh, implanted thought or, or like destructive. Cause it's almost hard to pluck out of there. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is interesting. I mean, from her perspective, I think definitely from an immature perspective too, it would be like irresponsible or like morally wrong in a sense for her to just be like, Oh yeah. Like I don't have to worry about that. Like from a, from an immature viewpoint, it's like, yeah, you should feel bad about the things that are wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think it requires this understanding of grace and it requires an understanding of, I don't know, like maybe just like an actual correct view of morality mm-hmm. um, to see that like she shouldn't, she shouldn't be like racked with guilt over this. Uh, because it wasn't really like she wasn't doing something that was, she wasn't trying to harm her brother. Mm-hmm. She, she was trying to help them. I mean, she was trying to do something just trying nice to ease his, Yeah. Hurt. Like it sucks mm-hmm. being four and not having a toy to play right. with. So, you know, take the batteries away, but otherwise it's a harmless toy. Mm-hmm. Like 
you know, she's just trying to show love. Right. But then, yeah, yeah. but I can just see from an, like an immature view of it is like, oh, well, I did something wrong. I should be punished for it. And uh, like you were saying, I mean, I think we all do that in different ways where we're like, oh, well, I did this thing. Like I don't deserve anything good. Or like I, you know, there, we all have these weird ways of doing that. And I think it's different for everybody. Some people it's like more overt and some people it's a little less conscious. And but there's all these different levels um, of like, how, yeah, how conscious you are with it. But yeah, I, th I think we all do that to some degree. And it, it is very interesting of like, <clears throat> just how hard it is for humans to understand a, like a true grace and the, the grace that God has and understand it in a way that it it is, it is complete and it is like totally freeing us of any guilt that we have. So we, we are completely free from any guilt and God, whenever God sees us, he literally doesn't see that. But then also there's, I mean, I mean, really, I, I think that's the biggest thing mm -hmm. there. There is a part of it where it's like, there's, there is something that he requires of us in that. And like, there are, like we talk about being a citizen of the kingdom. It's like, well, that comes with responsibilities and there, there are things with that. But I, I think it, it's really just that first part of it's, for some reason, there, there's something in humans where it's so easy to get hung up on ourselves. Like it's just, we're just so, it's so natural for us to look inward that even whenever we feel like we're doing something right by looking at our sin or looking at our guilt and mm -hmm. feeling like we need to carry that, that's actually contrary to what God wants us to do. Yeah, she's gotten herself to the point where she's convinced herself that when her father looks at her, he sees you killed my mm -hmm. youngest child. Yeah. And in reality, her father looks at her and sees a daughter that he loves. Yeah. And doesn't at all, like they all endured a tragedy together, but he, he does mm -hmm. not, it does not change how he sees her at all. Yeah. And that's. Yeah. Which is pretty brutal if you yeah. like, I, I think the, the movie, it, it doesn't really, cause it, it, it moves pretty fast. It's a pretty short movie. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really dwell on that. But I mean, even just us just talking about that, mm -hmm. that's a pretty, I mean, just imagining that of like a daughter ever, you know, whenever she, whenever her dad looks at her, she's thinks like, oh, this is what he's thinking about mm -hmm. me. That's, and that's, that's the gift rough. he gives her yeah. in signing that. <laughs> mm -hmm. is he doesn't just die so she can live physically, but he's restoring like her memory of him and the fact that she was loved the whole way mm -hmm. and that she didn't, you know, she wasn't marked that way because he wouldn't die for somebody who he yeah. looked at as the murderer of his youngest child. Yeah, like, that's an interesting, that. like, uh, yeah, they, that is actually really interesting. And I think that puts his death in a little bit more interesting of a light. Um, like uh, whenever we watched this, we were kind of talking about it and- um, We're talking? What, after <laughs> the movie. Not during the movie. After the movie, <laughs> okay. obviously. It's like the monsters might get you. Um, and- yeah, we were just kind of, we were talking about, because uh, my friend knew that we were going to do it for the podcast. So we were kind of talking about like gospel applications and whatnot. And there, it's like, okay, yeah, the, the dad sacrifices himself for the kids. It's like, okay, well, that's kind of an obvious one. But it, it does make it more, it makes it more potent because she he's dying for her at a time whenever she thinks that he doesn't 
love her at doesn't all. Doesn't deserve it. Right. Yeah. And doesn't deserve it. And so her, him doing that and him signing that, like he could sign that and he, cause he says that, well, actually I don't know if he, but I'm sure he does. It's like he acts in a way and he might even say like, I love you, but him saying that, like, I've always loved you. And whenever he's in the act of sacrificing himself, she can't, at that point, she really can't deny mm-hmm. that he does love her. Like he, she really can't. And it, it makes that sacrifice that much more powerful. It makes a case, we were just talking about this, but it makes a case for like why Sabbath is good and why it's to our benefit. Cause like, this is life. Like we all like experience hurts or traumas and it's like, life doesn't stop. It's like, you can experience a great tragedy and it's like, you still have bills to pay. You still have a job. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. still have other people in your mm-hmm. life who are counting on you. You know, if you have a family, you have kids or a spouse or, you know, like, like, everything in your life, like doesn't just pause mm-hmm. so you can recover. And it's yeah. like, that's what's happening in this movie. Like they still have to survive. Like their life isn't pausing, even though they've had this great tragedy. And so some of it is like, you really don't have time to stop and just rest and heal and, and be whole and like rest in that. And I think Sabbath is an opportunity to like, to rest in these truths that like, okay, I am just loved. I don't have to achieve anything. Mm. I don't have to produce anything to be loved. I just am as a child of God. And it's like, I think that's why we're called to that. That's one of the reasons we're called to that rhythm is because without it, you just, life just steamrolls you. And it's like, you don't, you don't yeah. ever have a time to just breathe and pause and be like, wait a minute. Like, cause this is so, um, it just, it calls to a, a part of our flesh, just like, prove yourself achieve like you are on see you are unlovable like you can't do this this and this and those things are constantly like coming at us and um but sabbath gives you an opportunity to like just rest Mm -hmm. from all of that yeah that's actually really interesting because i mean like you were saying tim he does seem like just kind of an industrious guy so i i doubt that they took a sabbath whoop my mic. Uh, Sabbath seems like a really good idea in this world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just gonna go ahead and say it. The most Pharisaical notion of Sabbath should be normal life. But anyway, they would have um, loved the quiet place. place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like ah, perfect. Um, but it's interesting because in the movie, if they had. I mean, it's not saying that this exactly would have played out, but you could see it happening more where like, let's say they had one day a week where they just set that aside and like spent together, spent time as a family where he's not working on stuff and they're not like out gathering things. Maybe it would have, you know, maybe that's a time whenever they could have healed their relationship Mm -hmm. or at least, you know, she could have interacted Mm -hmm. with with him a lot more. And then, and, and you would have looked at that as like, and I'm sure he did look at that as like, I mean, I doubt that he ever considered Sabbath thing. I at least from the character, it just it doesn't seem like it. But anyways, I'm sure he would have looked at it as a way to place three. Now that's a movie I would watch. Um, but you get what I'm saying, anyways. I don't have to keep going through that. But it looks like a waste of time. But if if that had time had been used to heal their relationship. And then that same circumstances that happened, 
and but she had trusted him. That would have saved. I mean, All it would have saved his life. Yeah, it would have saved. I, I can't remember exactly how it works, but I'm pretty sure it's like everything's kind of going to crap, and then they're up in the tower. And if they had waited, he could have just gone and grabbed them. But then they attract the monsters, and then yeah, that basically like sets this whole thing in motion where he ends up dying. Um, yeah, so it is really interesting of even thinking of like it wasn't something that necessarily they could have foreseen. Like it doesn't. It's not this like. Mm-hmm. It, at least in in real time, you can't really go like, oh, well, if we do Sabbath, then this will happen, then this will happen, then this will happen, and that will be good. But with hindsight, you can kind of look back and be like, oh, well, if they had just, <laughs> well, it's not, it's bringing this into the world. <laughs> but if they had, yeah. if they, you know, if they had said like, oh, well, like God says, take a Sabbath, like we should do that, there would have been pretty real world benefits. From that, or like life can feel like that. Like it can feel like there's monsters out there, or there's bad things looming, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I don't have time to like. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's otherwise they'll catch up and overwhelm us. Mm -hmm. So like, I this is like it can feel like life or death. Like I have to keep going. Yeah, I can't slow down. Yeah, yeah, that is like the essentially it's the choice that we have, and the story helps us see that by giving us hindsight. Mm. And, but, but we have to make that decision in real time. Just again, going back to trust, like trusting that God actually knows what he's doing and does care about us enough. And that Mm -hmm. if we just trust him and take him at his word and take some time off sometimes to like get our relationship with him, right. And get our relationship with other people, right. Then that will actually have a lot of effects, a lot of good effects that we can't even foresee. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is, that's pretty, that's an interesting idea. I did not see that coming. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say. I was like, I yeah, did not. We'll, we'll talk about the sacrificial death at yeah. the end. And, you know, <laughs> it's nice, you know, we'll, we'll keep our, our muscles strong. Yeah, we'll you know. see, yeah. Uh, yeah. See uh, what it we was, can do. Uh, that was good. I also think I've got kind of another one. One of the things that was interesting is just like, this idea of creating a safe world and especially this world that is so inherently dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a lot of, well, a lot of people, but a lot of Christians, I think live with this idea of like, Oh, if we can just shut out all these bad things, you know, then the bad things won't be able to get in and then we can kind of live in this world and be safe. And as long as we like push away everything else, and I thought this, this movie is a good illustration of that, of like, mm. the world is a dangerous place, but, and you do have to take precautions. You have to consider that. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to like grapple with the world on its own terms. You can't just simply like wall yourself away and try to make everything quiet. Cause there's just going to be times where it's not. Mm-hmm. And like life is just messy. And if you don't figure out ways to deal with messy and instead you just try to pretend or make sure that nothing is ever messy, you'll get to a point where it does get really messy and then you have to deal with it and you don't know how. Uh, and so, yeah, I just, that was one of the big things I was thinking while I was watching this is that there's no way to create, even in our world, you can't create these completely safe or quiet spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you do that sometimes and you do that whenever it's right and good, but then at, at the same time, you also, you do have to just learn how to deal with the hard things that we do interact with. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, that's similar to, it's kind of a half-baked thought for me, but as I was trying to think of like other just different gospel applications, it's abstract, but I, part of why I like this movie is this alternate picture of life, right? As an everyday mm. normal life, yeah. we talk, we, we use all our senses and it's just, that's life. In this very extreme kind of alternate world where we can't use speech, you know, and I guess, I mean, we still have our senses, but it's, we have to like voluntarily, you know, limit ourselves. Mm -hmm. And there's something, because it makes other things come to the surface, right? And the the movie kind of does a good job of showing some of those trade-offs and, I don't know. It's an interesting thought exercise of like some of the realities um, of like what like in this movie, like they're fighting these, these aliens or not even <laughs> fighting's kind of a, <laughs> they're fodder for yeah, being on. Yeah. It's a pretty it's a generous term. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there are like, it's this sort of real enemy that's really hard to understand, really hard to see, really hard to study, but like kind of ever present. And they're having, it's forcing them into like taking some things off the table, but then a heavier reliance on the things that are still there. And I do think there's like a weird, again, in a very abstract way, like parallel with, with like what it is to, to live in the spirit and in like as a Christian where if we're called to not be in the world, if we're called not to just live the same way, it means we have to voluntarily take certain things off the table. Like we don't fight the way the world fights. We, we don't, you know, covet the way the world covets, or we don't try to gain our identity the way the world tries to gain its identity. Like there's certain things that we, we, you know, the same way that like not talking would be weird, except in certain circumstances, like we're taking things off the table, but it heightens you know, some of the other things and, and like the ingenuity that's, that's the result of the adverse conditions in this movie, you know, it forces in an ideal sense, like Christians to, to lean into the more eternal things into some more of the, the work of, of building things that, that are sturdy, that, that are not subject to kind of the prowling of this enemy that's around. Um, and even, <laughs> I'm trying to resist the, the too facile or on the face thing, but the way it does, like you do have this sacrifice, whatever at the end, but it does end on an offensive note. Mm -hmm. Right. And and dad is, he's constantly tooling with this hearing aid thing, but that, you know, ends up being the exact thing that they stumble upon that Mm -hmm. finds the weakness. And then it, it, once it's like done and, you know, and his death does, in a very basic sense, allow for the daughter to live. And because the daughter lives, she is, you know, if she goes and dad lives, they never find that mm-hmm. secret or, you know, it, it was her, you know. Yeah. And so like, there is like an offensive side to it. And the movie does end in, in, in that way, um, which shows like, like the, the death isn't the end in that, in the long view of things. And the movie's kind of showing that like, the struggle doesn't end or, or dad's death doesn't mean the family automatically crumbles and is going to just be easy pickings. Like his death and his kind of investments while he was alive actually get 
form the foundation of how the family is able to survive mm-hmm. and, and flourish and, mm-hmm. and kind of reach safety in, in the future. And so this is my long winded way of trying to avoid saying that the Holy spirit is the hearing aid that does that. <laughs> wow. the, the high pitched squeal uh-huh. that makes the alien have to do that. But um, <laughs> you kind of get the gist of, of what I'm getting. It's, it's, uh, there's still some workshopping <laughs> left yeah, in the parallel, yeah. but you know, it's, I said it's a half baked thought, but uh-huh. yeah, you know, uh, it's a different spin. That's interesting. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I just like how he has, what, I can't remember what he has on the whiteboard, but it's just like weakness question. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, why do you need to write that down? Like that literally doesn't give the, you any The whiteboard was a little too like, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I was like, you're trying to give me information. Yeah. We yeah. gotta get it. Yeah. Well, all the circles. Yeah. Right, yeah. Circle. But weakness. Was, it's just weakness. It's not actually giving him any information. It's just. But I was just thinking like, okay, I see the circles. Who circles something like that? An agitated guy. What does an agitated guy do? Probably makes noise or yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the marker squeak yeah. or do you like marker slam it down squeaking. or do you like flop back in yeah. your chair? Cause you're, it's just like, I would be really <laughs> trying hard to just, if I have to write just the faintest, you know, yeah. like, like, come it on. It is funny to imagine him like really quietly yeah. and really slowly circling it like 10 times. Like, come on, something's got to come to me. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's, no, I'm getting right, nothing. Another here. time around. Let's just, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Are you ready to rate? I think so. Yeah. I think I'm ready to rate. All Ooh. right. How many, what are we rating on? Hmm. Uh, what is even in this movie? I like those fish baskets. Yeah. I was into those. <laughs> okay, what? How they're catching oh, the fish the, when they the, take the, the sun to yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the waterfall. Fish are very quiet. Fish basket. They don't quiet. scream when you uh, catch them. That's right. Yeah. Mm. That's true. It's a good, great it's point. Definitely one animal that would make it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, who's laughing now? Yeah. <laughs> Not us. We can't. Yeah. That's why we're still that's alive. That's the point. <laughs> it's like, how do you like me now, bear? Yeah. You just got eaten. Yeah. Go ahead and roar yeah. some more. You big noisy bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ian. Uh, How many fish baskets? How many fish baskets? <laughs> I'm going to give it... Ooh, man, I don't know. Oh, gosh. I'm torn. So I'm going to give it 3.75 fish baskets. Um, I liked a lot of things about it. I like the world. I like seeing Jim with his future family out surviving. Um, but yeah, well, there, there are, what? They're, they're batting about 500. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, the, are they good I mean, at surviving? Yeah. Did you miss the beginning of the year? <laughs> at least, oh, I mean, technically some of them are alive at the end of the movie. So that's <laughs> the unit, not as a whole, but in, in name has survived at least to some degree. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I like the world. I think it's interesting. I, in some ways, I do like how under, not underdeveloped, but just like how little they tell you about it. I think that's mm-hmm. always kind of fun in stories. Uh, and I like how they don't walk you through like, oh, if we put sand down, then it'll, you know, I like how they just have all mm-hmm. that. So I, I really enjoy that part of it. Um, I, yeah, it, it, but then it's all kind of, I, I feel like every part of this movie I like, but then I'm kind of like, not as into it at the same time. Like I, I really like that it's so small, but then at the same time, because it feels so small, it's like, 
I, 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 it just feels like maybe the, like there could be more, maybe it's just, I want to see more of the world. Mm. Um, but then it also feels like the world isn't quite that developed. Cause it's like, well, yeah, if you had thought about this more then maybe you'd just be <laughs> making noise all the time. Like, so it, it, it's kind of like this dual thing where it, sometimes it feels like they're just showing you something and it's like, it, it's out there. But then sometimes it's just like, yeah, we just actually didn't really think about it. So I think that's why I feel a little bit uh, back and forth on the rating. Um, but I, I would I would watch it again. I think I would watch this movie again. Alone? <laughs> yeah, maybe alone this time. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I can work my way up to that. Um, I give it, I think, three and a half fish baskets. I, I think that helped me some because I... I'm like, I really like talking about this movie and thinking yeah. about it, but more than I liked watching it. And like, I liked it. It's not like I disliked it, but maybe that's it. Maybe I've been trying to like put my finger on it this whole time. I think maybe I just wanted more. And I really appreciate that. Like, it's a tight movie. Yeah, like, it is. It, yeah. it feels like it's 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it flies by. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're at the end and it's like, whoa. Um, so I do appreciate that about it, but that's what's coming to me right now is like, maybe I just, I wanted more. Yeah. And sometimes it's like good for movies to be small. Like sometimes I really like that, but for some reason in this movie, it feels like they could have done a little mm. bit more. And yeah, I don't know. I, I respect that. Um, and I get where you guys are coming from. My personal grading system actually <laughs> nudges this movie up because I think it's a very simple, humble movie at its core. Mm. And I think it's executed extremely well. Yeah. Mm. Um, I love the choice to have very little dialogue. That's mm. unique. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, you know, the, the story's maybe kind of tried and true, but it does within a 90 minute framework <laughs> without using the crutch of, of, spoken dialogue, mm. it actually endeavors to build a world mm -hmm. and it immerses you and it shows and doesn't tell. And it's fun to pick apart because it's an absurd premise, right? Like, <laughs> like there's no, you know, even if this did happen, it would look way different, whatever. So it's, but to me that makes it fun because the movie's not trying to take itself too seriously in the sense yeah. of like nailing down every one of those things. There's, there's bound to be, a lot of loopholes or a lot of kind of cracks in that. And that's yeah. just okay. Um, I love the choice of, this is going to sound terrible, but like from a dramatic perspective, the, the choice of killing the kid, um, <laughs> you know, that. in, in all of the, the ways and the touches of showing the humanity um, while like all the allowances they had to do, um, and for such a simple, tight, world-building movie, I thought it actually touched more depth than most other movies with those subtle limitations. Yeah. So for those reasons, I actually give it maybe more credit. Because I, I think just like shooting from the hip, I'd settle around three and a half. Just it's kind of is what it is. It's in some ways forgettable, uh, except for the fact that to me it's actually stands out from the crowd because of some of these well-executed points. Mm -hmm. And so I think I would settle out at the max for this kind of movie, which for me is a four. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So that sounds about right. That's my defense. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, 
I'm actually interested to see what you guys, I was trying to think of other movies that played with sound in the same way mm. and I couldn't really like think of sound anything. Music? Musicals? <laughs> <laughs> Musicals. The same way. <laughs> um, but my movie, I actually think that I might have, I think I might have recommended this before. Which no. Is, yeah. That's not like you, Ian. You don't <laughs> yeah. recycle recommendations. <laughs> I just, it's all about uh, putting things in front of people multiple times. Uh, you, have to, you have to hear things multiple times. But it is funny because I actually don't really like this movie all that much, but I do think. Another Ian Staples. Yeah, which, that is, yeah, also Did very Did you at like least me. watch it? I have watched it. Okay. I'm pretty sure that I watched the whole movie. I don't sure. actually remember. I'm pretty sure that I did. But I think I blocked out some of it. Um <laughs> But it has kind of similar vibes to this. And actually, I think part of it kind of goes along with what we were talking about, uh, or at least what it reminded me of. And now I'm going to say the name of the movie. <laughs> Just holding you guys in suspense. Yeah. Uh, is The Village. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, well, it has kind of similar, I guess kind of similar vibes, but I think what I was thinking of was... <laughs> It's like a very dark movie in the way that it's shot from what I remember. Like, I think a lot of it takes place at night. <laughs> like that's what I remember it, um, which is similar to this movie. Uh, but also, and it's kind of like similarly. We're just going to get an AI generator to just... <laughs> I mean, this whole podcast could be done. I should get ChatGPT to yeah. listen to some of our podcasts and start generating. Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, no, but it's like the whole point of the village is that it's, uh, you know, not in our, it's, it's modern earlier. Well, don't ruin it. I don't think that's on the table. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyways, they're surviving in a way that is not modern and, but they also are like shielding themselves from something. They're trying to create this world that is free from, uh, death and sin, which is kind of the same way that they're doing with the sound, but different. I think this movie is better than that movie, but some people like the village. So maybe you will be one of those people. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Maybe you will be if you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched it. Here's a movie I've heard of. Now, now you can hear about it too. <laughs> Maybe recommend it to your friends. <laughs> I should just start doing it. <laughs> what do you mean start? <laughs> what, what do you mean? No, I have seen The Village. It was just a long time ago, and I didn't really care to remember it. That you much. mean you've seen a village? <laughs> yeah, yeah it was kind of scary. <laughs> it was scary. Okay. Um, I I think what I like the most about this movie is like uh, kind of what I said at the beginning. Like I like a movie that builds a world, and immediately I'm just like, yeah, I'm in. Like I, I yeah. like this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to see a story from this world. And um, the movie that popped in my head is uh, Escape from New York. Oh, I, love, wow. <laughs> I just watched that. Really? Yeah. 
Snake Plissken. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's this kind of like, I wow. think it's supposed to be set in the future and mm-hmm. New York's a prison island. And <laughs> yeah. There's a whole story, but. Um, it's basically what it is now. Anyway, it's, just, so. it's, kind of, it's kind of a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> it's a documentary of New York in the 80s. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Like I just, I love those movies. I think um, Escape from LA is not as loved, but I personally like that one too. Hmm. But I Wait, think, is that John Carpenter? Uh, I think so. I don't know for sure. I haven't seen that. Um, but the first one is, uh, kind of has higher acclaim and, and, um, it's definitely a, a unique kind of world. And it's one of those movies that, um, it just makes me happy to, to, I just enjoy it. (laughs) That's pretty fun. Yeah. I think for me, um, I have one real recommendation and one <laughs> shout out. Um, the boy, the the middle child in this movie, um, is the same kid from Honey Boy. And really? Yeah, Noah Jupe. I didn't catch that. And it's the same kid. Really? He's fantastic in Honey Boy. Yeah. yeah. He has great. some more to do in uh, the second Quiet Place movie. Okay. He's going to be featured a little more. He didn't have a ton to do in this film, but yeah. I just wanted to... Yeah, refer back to our honey boy, but he really makes that movie. It, it, we I remember talking about it in our episode. Like, kid actors can be a mixed bag, uh, and that movie rises and falls on his performance. So, mm. yeah, um, I just you know shout that out. Um, my real recommendation is just it's like the it, it's another M Night Shyamalan movie. Really? Yeah, except my association with this is, because it does play with silence and, and kind of, uh, it messes with like your expectations of the mm. world. But was also, and this movie was a real, uh, Choir Place was a very commercial success. Like that movie made a lot of money. Um, my <laughs> movie didn't, uh, it was panned, I think, but I am the world's foremost defender of science. Oh, yeah. wow. I love that I was movie. You'd go there, yeah. It's one of my personal favorite movies. I probably like this movie more than anyone, certainly that I know. Um, <laughs> hmm. Has I aliens? showed it to my wife on our, like one of our first dates and she didn't like it. And I wasn't sure if we could go forward, <laughs> but we made it work. I just love because it, it, it plays in like the same understated. It, it's a very simple story at its core, mm. but it's kind of exploring like, okay, this aliens happened. Now we have to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. react to this. Um, and it's actually getting at some of the, the deeper things. And so the people who don't like it, don't like it because it's a really crappy alien story. And I actually agree with that. It's a crappy alien story, but if you yeah. like it for what it really is trying to get at, then it's a really good story. Hmm. And so Quiet Place, I think works as just a straight suspense. So that's where the breakdown's a little different. Yeah, but it does. I think the movie yeah. actually has a heartbeat that sets it apart from like your typical kind of jump scare sort of yeah. tense mm-hmm. movie. I like Signs. I, yeah. I think it's great. And so to me, I just kind of link these two movies. So. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I, yeah. I thought you were going to do that, so I... Yeah, well, I appreciate <laughs> I that. I left it for you. Thank you. <laughs> but that's that's actually the first thing that came to mind for me. Oh, okay. When I was I thinking of this. Aaron so. and I have something to say. Yeah. Yeah, me too. In the village. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we're all on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess on that note, uh, join us next week when we'll 
Talk about hooligans. I yes. guess. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, so very, I'll, I'll get there. Very different kind of movie. Yes. Okay. Well, I look forward to it. Something to celebrate hooligans. <laughs> Maybe we can do some hooliganism. Yeah, there's not enough hooligan movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> true. That is true. Yeah. You need to celebrate them. <laughs> I'm trying to make a Lord of the Rings reference, but I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> we all win. Then. Yeah. All right. Well, there's your hint. <laughs> You're flipping through the channels late at night. Looking for a movie. Yeah, you're doing it right. Called up Tim. I called up Ian. I wanted to know, which movie are we seeing? Because some make you laugh and some make you cry. I want to know. Are your thoughts like mine? Or, uh, love of the frame. Frame.